it's Shirley and Monisha from Make It Shine, the Money Podcast. On today's podcast, we're going beyond personal finances. What happens when you're in a relationship? Do you talk to your partner about money? We'll share five money questions you need to ask each other. And we have a bonus money tip that is so simple, doesn't cost you a penny, but rarely anybody does it. I wish I knew this when I was younger. It would have saved me so much time and money during my divorce. Keep listening to learn more. So Shirley, do you talk about money with your partner? Yeah, I do now. All the time, in fact. But it wasn't always like that. And in the past, my ex-husband used to handle the majority of the money and the financial plan. But also, at the time, I wasn't interested in the topic. So there were a lot of things I had to learn when we broke up. And that is why now I think it's very important to talk about. What about you? So I married an accountant. uh, And that's why talking about money can feel quite natural. I think for us, we talk about money when needed. Like we have a baseline understanding of our goals and our money values. So when we're looking at like, for instance, daycare costs or something, you know, making a purchase for the home, we know whether these are easy, yes, let's do it decisions, or if it's something we need to spend more time talking through with each other. We're never 100% aligned though. Like I totally see how the way both of us view money has completely changed. I mean, even during our marriage, sometimes it could get stressful. We disagree. Uh, And it's not a surprise because if you do a quick Google search on reasons for breakups, disagreements over money is the number one reason why couples break up. So Shirley, when do you think couples should start talking about money? I think pretty early. Well, obviously money isn't everything, but it creeps up even before the first date because you're wondering what is this person's job? What are their hobbies? Do they rent? Do they buy? And all of their answers are clues about their financial well-being and if it aligns with you and what you want in life. So even if you're not talking about money directly, you're definitely wondering about it. Yeah. And I mean, there's a big difference between wondering and like actually knowing. Um, Here is a super interesting survey from CNBC. So they said 40% of couples living together actually don't even know what their partner makes. And I quote, people are more comfortable getting physically naked with somebody than financially naked. So, you know, the quote says, we've seen couples who've been married for years, who have children, and they actually don't even know about each other's finances. Yeah, I agree. So I have a terrible story. So many years ago, my friend's dad was in a car accident and he passed away and he handled all the money in the family and her mother, while grieving, had no idea what their financial situation was like. Even what bills were paid out from what account. And it was just so stressful for her trying to figure all of that out. Yeah, and imagine doing that when you're also grieving, right? Somebody's passing. That's, it's really sad. And it tends to disproportionately impact women over men. I mean, there's so many stories I've heard, like the one you've mentioned. I, I mean, I've heard stories about women that didn't even know what their online banking password was. And so they're completely helpless. Yeah, and like their husbands passed away and people are like, okay, asking basic information. And they're like, I don't know what the password is. And I can't even imagine being in that situation. I mean, it's terrible. And that's why it's... Yeah, that was exactly what happened to my friend's mom. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and that's why, like, you know, we're talking about how it's so important to talk about these things early. Like, you need to have an open communication about money with your partner as soon as you can. Yeah, and I think it's important to have the talk when you see a future with your partner so you can plan and set goals together. And for some people, it's quite early on in the relationship, just like a few months in. If you see this person in your future, you want to plan for a future together. And then money is just naturally part of the equation. Yeah, but, you know, it's easier said than done, right? Yeah, it is hard to talk about. 
especially when it starts out to be a personal topic and then it really shows your vulnerable side as well. But like all over the world, up to 50% of marriages end in divorce anyways, and money is the number one driver for this. So you might as well try and position yourself for success. So the best way to prepare for this conversation is to give the other person a heads up so they aren't caught off guard. Be clear about what you want to do and why you want to do it. I mean, I know that, you know, when my then boyfriend, now husband first broached the topic of money and he wanted to know about my personal bank account and how much I earned and saved. My, my first question was why? Like, this is none of your business, buddy. <laughs> yes. Why? Yeah, I think it's very common for people to feel threatened. And talking about money can bring up so many insecurities. Like, do you think I don't make enough? Am I spending too much? Uh, am, I, am I not saving enough? It can feel really judgmental. Yeah, in my entire life, I thought I was super organized when it came to finances. And my husband thinks I am the most disorganized person he's ever met. So perspective matters. And I mean, for us, we were very serious in our relationship at that point in time. So it was the right time for the conversation for us. Yes. So you don't need to have an in-depth conversation with everyone you date about money. But if this <laughs> is someone that you're serious about, then it's the number one most important thing that you mm-hmm. can talk about. Yeah. I mean, we actually have a super fun and quick quiz on our site, makeitshinemoney.com to help you determine if you're ready to talk about money with your significant other and all the topics you should cover. Yeah, you don't have to get into all the details at the start. You can learn about other things first, like are they a spender or a saver? Do they love expensive vacations or splurging on amazing food? Yeah, exactly. I mean, money is such a key part of our lives that even talking about future goals will give you a sense of your partner's money. I mean, I know, and Shirley knows, because I've told her, I've been on dates, um, you know, where the guy wouldn't stop talking about how costly the restaurant was, how expensive the food was, and oh my God, everything's going up in price these days. And it's obvious, like we would never have aligned values on finances because I'm fine with treating myself every now and then. And like this person was not. And I mean, living with somebody who was going to be so stressed about money all the time, it was going to give me so much stress. Yeah. And years ago, I went on a date where the guy would not stop talking about how much money he was making <laughs> and how I know this the guy. degree he was working on would help him triple his income. And I felt the same as you. There is no way that this person and I would ever align on our money values. His entire personality mm-hmm. was on how much income he earned. Can you imagine that that was suddenly taken away from him if he lost his job or was laid off? Oh my God, forget that. Imagine if you guys got together and then you ended up making more than this guy. Oh, it would really bother him. Yeah. So, I mean, talking about money actually starts way earlier than you could probably even guess. As early as your first date. Mm-hmm. And another thing you can do before you embark on money conversations is figure out the other person's and your own money profile. And to help you with that, we have another quiz in our site at makeashinemoney.com. And it's also linked in our show notes. It's actually the perfect icebreaker if you're not sure how to start talking about money. Yes. And once you know you're ready, you set a time for your money date, right? Make it fun. No pressure. Obviously, still be very, very clear about what you want to talk about and achieve. So you make it clear, but, you know, keep the pressure off. Yes. So say next Sunday at brunch, you want to talk about money and what it means for you as a couple in the future. So that would include revealing what you earn, save, spend. So have those numbers ready for discussion. It's also a good time for you to set ground rules, you know, and so the other party's not going to feel judged. Okay, so you've told your significant other why you want to talk about money, and now you've both agreed to when you're going to go on your money date. Now it's all about the how. Yeah, so personally, I love spreadsheets or even just seeing the number written down on paper instead of just talking about it. It really helps me. So open up your laptop 
Type down the numbers beside what you earn, save, spend, and also any debts that you might have. And that's a great way to start the conversation about money and set up the basis to have conversations for larger financial goals that you want to reach together. So for example, when it's time to move in or buy a house together, you already have that foundation to have a conversation. Yes, and it's important to have trust and respect when starting this conversation. I mean, when it comes to anything sensitive like this, it's critical that your partner feels heard. And also, like, older dynamics may not apply anymore. I mean, there was a time when men clearly out-earned women by a large margin, but that's not the case anymore. So I think it's important that both of you know this is about sharing information so you can make the best joint decisions for your future. It's not a time for one-upmanship or any kind of competition. Okay, so now you're at Sunday brunch. You have the spreadsheet open with both you and your partner's financial numbers entered. Now it's time to learn the stories behind those numbers. Here are some great questions to help you learn more. Question number one, how was money discussed and handled when you were growing up? So many of our core values are actually formed when we're very young. So if you actually think back on how your parents handled money, how they spent money, who paid the bills, did they ever stress about it? All of these actually shape your money habits today. And, and I mean, there's a ton of research on this. I mean, whether you love money, you chase money, you fear money, all of it is decided. It could be even as early as the age of four, if you can believe it. So think back, right? Are there any money moments or examples that are worthwhile sharing with your partner? Um, and, you know, important stories that will help them understand how you view money. And even the opposite, if there's negative stories, not positive stories, things maybe that didn't go so great and things you want to avoid, you know, share that with your partner. So question number two, what are your financial goals? That's a very general question and can be answered in so many different ways. You can talk about your short term and the long term. An example can be, are you happy where you are now with money? If not, what would it take to get there? And if your long term goal is to buy a house, does that mean your short term goal is to save up for the down payment? And how long do you think it will take until it happens? Do you have an emergency fund? These are some great questions to ask each other. Yeah. Number three, do you have any debt? You know, understanding your debt and how, you know, your partner's been managing it is actually extremely important. In Canada, if you were to marry your partner, you don't become responsible for their debt unless you shared the account in the first place. So, so that's great. But just because you aren't legally responsible for it, you know, one person who has debt doesn't mean there's not going to be financial stress on other parts of the relationship, right? For example, if your partner is, let's say, like $100,000 in debt, like that's a large sum of money they're probably not going to feel comfortable spending money on an expensive date night or going on vacation. Or if they are, that's probably a bigger problem, right? So there's going to be limits on what they can afford. There's going to be limits on joint financial discussions. So you need to figure out how they are, you know, are managing their debt and how much debt they have. Um, based on an Equifax report from 2021, the average Canadian has over $20,000 in debt. So this is outside of mortgages. This is, you know, whether it's student loan, auto loans, credit card. $20,000 is a large sum of money. So make sure you talk about it early. Number four, what do you like spending money on versus not? So this is a great question because everyone's values are different. Just because you can afford it doesn't mean you want to pay for it. Or if you're tight with money, but this one thing is very important to you, it can reveal a lot of information to your partner and also it helps remove the judgment. Mm -hmm. So I have the perfect story for this. So my friend Jerry 
he must travel first <laughs> class or business class wherever he goes. It wouldn't matter if it was a flight to Europe or a flight to Ottawa. He would always have to pay the premium price for his ticket because he hates flying. Right. And then the rest of his spending while on vacation would be quite modest. So a standard hotel, fast food restaurants, some shopping. So it was a huge disconnect when him and his girlfriend traveled together for the first time. She has always flown in economy, but expected to dine out at nice restaurants and shop at the name brand stores. So there was a lot of tension that trip and even after. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, I can't imagine going on a first trip with a guy. He's like, oh, let's fly first class and then uh, we're only going to eat at McDonald's. Like, it, I, don't blame, <laughs> I don't blame her for being completely shocked. And honestly, I'm the same as her. Like, I don't, I, I mean, flying sucks anyway. So I'd rather spend on nice meals. So I, I totally get why it's so important to have this conversation early. And if you don't, you're in for rude surprises like this. So number five, and this is looking forward. So the question number five is, how are we going to manage our finances together? So now you swapped a lot of individual information about finances, you know, but what does this mean for you as a couple? If you're thinking of moving in together, the answers to these questions before are going to give you a lot to think about. Like, what are you comfortable contributing to from a monthly rent perspective or mortgage amount? Like, how are you going to split all other common living costs like groceries, utilities, date nights? Yeah. So we know some couples that have three accounts, some that have two separate accounts and then some that have combined all of their finances into one joint account. And all these scenarios can work with open communication. So in the first example... Each person has their own personal account, and then they also have the joint account where all the joint bills are paid from. You would also discuss who would be the person responsible for actually paying the bill. Is there a system that's easy and transparent mm -hmm. to both of you so you know where the money is going and what things cost? Right. And then what happens after your first money date? So talking about money obviously is not a one-time thing. And oh my gosh, it's so, so, so healthy for you to make it an ongoing part of your relationship. Maybe you schedule a monthly money date, right? Or, you know, you figure out whatever frequency works right for you, but keep it no longer than 20 to 30 minutes. So you stick to the facts rather than having any kind of heated arguments, right? You're like, look, we We've got an agenda. These are things we want to talk about 20, 30 minutes. But what's more critical than anything else is having these conversations frequently. That also means that it's a constant discussion on money instead of hiding this information. Based on a survey, four out of 10 Canadians actually lie to their significant other about money. And the number actually goes up for millennials with 50% of all millennial relationships having someone who's committed financial infidelity. Yes, so that's why it's important to ask these questions because what you're actually doing is building financial trust. Totally agree, Shirley, right? So as we promised at the beginning of this podcast, we have one really important tip that costs nothing but can save you a ton of time and effort later. That's right. And if there's just one thing you can take away in the entire podcast, it's this. Before you get married, or even if you're already married, both of you need to get a copy of all your financial statements closest to your date of marriage, and then just simply file it away. Hopefully you'll never need to reference these documents, but with divorce rates increasing every year, it's better to be safe than sorry. And one more thing, your bank is only required to keep your records for seven years. So if you were married for longer than that, and you're asked to figure out what assets and liabilities you had before you were married, you're going to run into challenges. And also, make sure it's an official statement that shows the name of the financial institution where your asset is held. 
Yeah, and financial statements include all your bank accounts, checking and saving. It also includes all your investments, so any RSBs, TFSAs, you know, maybe property that you own. Um, also includes any statement of debt that you might have had, so student debt, line of credit, car loans, um, whatever you have, right? So pull a copy of it, both for yourself and your partner. Either you print it out, you put it in a safe, or you store a digital copy, right, in a folder. But make sure that you have it if you need it, right? It's romantic to think about, but it's really for both you and your partner's protection. Yes, absolutely. So I didn't know any of this going into my marriage because why would I? These aren't tips you learn in school and I certainly didn't talk about it in my family. So I learned the hard way. So I was married for eight years and we lived and worked in different countries with different bank accounts. And of course, neither of us could remember all the accounts we had and many of them were actually closed or outside of Canada. So trying to piece that together for our divorce was very time consuming and really stressful. Yeah, I mean, no one thinks of doing this. In fact, I actually haven't done it. So as a result of this podcast, I'm going to go back. Uh, and we've only been married five years now. So hopefully all the banks are open and we still have that information. But it's really simple to do. And, you know, it can actually take an inordinate amount of time trying to chase things up. And it actually makes it very, very long to get to your divorce settlement. So simple tip, right? But go ahead and do it. So we've covered a lot today. To summarize, fights about money are actually the number one reason why people break up. So get comfortable talking to your partner about money early on. Schedule and find a time to have an honest and transparent conversation. You can use a spreadsheet or paper to enter both of your numbers for what you earn, save, and spend. And then use these five questions to help guide your conversation. Number one, how was money discussed and handled when you were growing up? Number two, what are your financial goals? Number three, do you have any debt? Number four, what do you like or dislike spending money on? And finally, number five, how are we going to manage our finances together? And then the most important thing you can do before you move in together or get married, both of you need to download and save a copy of all your financial statements, bank accounts, loans, investments. Think of it this way. You're starting a life together, so tackling the number one reason why couples break up head-on with full transparency is protection for both of you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Money, when handled correctly, can help you achieve your dreams. But if ignored or rarely discussed, it could actually result in a lot of problems and challenges, including divorce. Thank you for joining us today to find out how you should talk to your significant other about money. We hope that you'll use these tips and the quizzes on our site, makeitshinemoney.com. In our show notes, we also have a list of resources and helpful apps like the Buddy app that you can use instead of a spreadsheet to start sharing your financial details. Trust and open communication is everything when it comes to relationships. And money isn't an exception. So start getting ready for those money dates with your partner to make sure you are set up for a successful money journey together. And don't forget to make it shine. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast creators and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.